Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Everybody and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My name is Sonny and I am here, of course, with my co-host, Caleb. How are you doing today, buddy? Can't complain very much. Not really much to complain about, truthfully. And even if you did, who would listen? Exactly. Well, we have a lot to go over today. Uh, due to us having a guest in the previous episode, we just did not cover all of the news that we had, but uh, I believe it was a good episode. I believe that it uh, was insightful, and I'm very ha- very excited, very happy, and uh, hopefully it leads to bigger and better things. So, um, we do want to go ahead, and if you didn't, by, if you didn't catch that episode, by the way, we interviewed Zara, aka Fifth Rate Duelist, and you should absolutely go check that out. That was a very good interview. Oh yeah, probably one of the best conversations I think we've ever had. Yes, definitely a good one. In the meantime, we do want to give a huge shout out to all of our wonderful patrons so a huge thank you to austin johnson kane martin mocha myth oceanus pig scuzz daddy ad aaron gardner anthony leela damian zinc mountain man owen alvarado cyber jeremy drysdale ray powell and sunny sweet thank you to all of our patrons including our new ones oh my goodness it's so so wonderful to uh look down and just see the new people as our patrons so So, we have quite a lot to get into today. Uh, We are going to talk about probably 20 plus new cards, uh, and we have the full set spoiler from Brothers of Legend, and we want to talk about all of last weekend's, so like 10 days ago now, as of the time of this airing, all of the tournament results. I know, we're behind, we're late, I'm sorry. We were going to cover this in last Friday's episode, but again, I really feel like the interview t- takes precedence there. So, Oh, yeah. But that's fine. We can cover it today, and hopefully on the coming episode, we can go ahead and 
we can get the um ah what's it called uh there's a word for it we can get all the tournament results for this weekend yeah which we have some of but not all of yeah yeah we kind of, we kind of want to give them all in one go rather than splitting up to multiple episodes and right right Whew. so uh let's go ahead and the first thing we're going to talk about is some new cards Yep. So the first card to talk about is the first ritual pendulum monster, which is called Performapal Gentrude. It is a level four fiend dark pendulum monster. There's a well, no, hold on, wait. Well, Gentrude isn't the ritual okay. Yeah, Gentrude is not the ritual. I'm sorry. But he has a new monster. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna cover. There's two regular ritual effect monsters, and then there is a uh, pendulum. The pendulum ritual. Yeah. There's first uh, pendulum ritual. There's two regular. Yeah. Pendulum effects, and then there's the <laughs> pendulum ritual, and then there's a spell and a trap. Yeah. So all kinds of tongue twisted with pendulum ritual, exes, f- synchro fusion. Yes. So this is from the new. The new pack coming up, right? Uh, yeah, from Diffo. Which is... Uh, I could not tell you. Give me just one second. Uh, let's see. That would be... We definitely did not even cover that we know the name of the next set. Not Yeah, we did. Hold on. Let me pull that up real we, quick. Wow. That's 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 on us. That's on yeah. us, everybody. It's It's been wild. Hold yeah. on one second. So, but we do have the name of the new set. and we, Dimension Force. Yes, Dimension Force. We did talk about this before. We just forgot because it's been a while. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Things. It's been crazy. So these are the first few Pendulum cards out of Dimension Force. Now, Dimension Force uh, is, I'm not going to say like a Pendulum set. But I mean, with Dimension, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a Pendulum based set. Right. So at least we know the name and... We know the first wave of what's coming out of here. Yep. So, first one, like I said, is Performer Pal Gentrude. This is an effect pendulum monster, uh, level four dark fiend, uh, 1500 attack, 1000 defense. Pendulum scale is eight. The pendulum effect. You can only use the pendulum effect of this card's name once per turn. If you control no monsters or all monsters you control are pendulum monsters, and you have Performer Pal Lady Ange in your other pendulum zone, you can add one Odd Eyes card from your deck to your hand. Monster effect. You can only use the f- one of the first and second monster effects of this card's name once per turn. Wait, you can only use one of the first and second monster effect of this card's name per turn, and only once that turn. Yeah, mean, meaning that once per turn, you can activate its one or two effect, not both. It's first ca- and second. They're yeah. both hard once per turns. Yeah, but you can only use one or the other, not both. Can no, I- no, because I would say first or second monster effect of this card's name. You can only use one of the first It's a and- super hard once per turn, as I like to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... If this card is destroyed, you can place one Performer Pal Pendulum Monster from your deck in your Pendulum Zone except Performer Pal Gentrude. Two, if this card is face up in your extra deck, you can discard one other Pendulum Monster, add this card to your hand. Then you can return one Performer Pal or Odd Eyes card from the Pendulum Zone to the hand. I'm just going to say, this card seems cracked. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I think it would depend on how good the other, its other, uh, Lady Ange is. Well, let's find out. I'll yeah. let you do this one. Okay, we have Performer Pal Lady Ange, level 3 Light Fairy Pendulum, 1,000 attack, 1,500 defense, so the exact opposite. Uh, pendulum scale of 1. So 1 to 8, that's pretty good. That's uh, levels 2 to 7, Pendulum Summon. Yeah. Uh, pendulum effect, 1 per turn, 
When an attack is declared involving both players' monsters, you can discard a Penja monster. Your opponent's battling monster loses a thousand attack at the end of this turn. It's not great. Uh, monster effects. You can only use uh, one of the first and second effects as monster effects. Name once per turn and only once that turn. You can discard this card in one other pendulum monster except itself to draw two cards. Yo. that I mean, it's a one for one, but it... Well, actually, it's a two for two. That's still cycling two cards to draw two. That's not bad. Uh, if this card is in your graveyard and you control an odd ice card or a performer pal Gintrude, you can place this card in your pendulum zone. Yeah, but you got to think about what some of the other cards that are considered performer pal cards. Exactly. That's... Just the discarding itself plus another performer pal not name itself to draw to is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, and then when you think about it, if you throw this in your pendulum scale and you can put Gentrude in your other pendulum scale, then it lets you search any odd eyes card. Well, well, that well, but, oh yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, like not only that, you also have to remember you know, something else you have to keep in mind is that you is that you, if you have it and a Gentrude on board, you can you can basically get a free plus one. Normal, yeah. normal summon the Gentrude, pitch another performer pal in it, draw two, effect to put in your pendulum zone. Yeah, it's potentially very good. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have to wait and see what else we get. Now for the actual ritual pendulum monster, the very first ritual pendulum monster. <coughs> Odd Eyes Pendulum Graft Dragon, a level seven light dragon ritual pendulum monster. 2700 attack, 2500 defense. Pendulum scale is four. Pendulum effect. You can use, use the Pendulum effect with this card's name only once per turn. One, during the end phase, you can add one ritual spell from your deck or hand or graveyard to your hand, then return this card to the hand. That's hilarious! That's... That is kind of funny. <laughs> wow. Oh, Lord. Wow, it's just a generic ritual spell searcher. Yeah, all you have to do is put it in your Pendulum Zone. Huh. Granted, it is during the end phase, but... Still. Uh, monster effects. Must be either Pendulum Summoned from the hand or Ritual Summoned. So you can't, you cannot Pend Summon this card from the extra deck. Yeah. You can Ritual Summon this card with Odd Eyes Advent. One, each time your opponent special summons a monster from the extra deck, inflict 300 damage. Two... Once per turn, when your opponent activates a spell card or effect, quick effect, you can place this card in your pendulum zone. And if you do, negate that effect. Then, if this ritual summoned card was placed in the pendulum zone, you can special summon one odd eyes monster from your extra deck. Oh, that could be really good. That's. Hold on. It doesn't say face up or it doesn't say face up extra deck. So you could actually pump out any odd eyes extra deck monster, any of the fusions, any of the exceeds. Any of the synchros. Oh. But then whenever then if there's troll by battle card effect, they go into your pendulum zone still because it's not because you just can't special them out of your graveyard. Yeah, but they go into your pendulum zone because m- almost all of the pendulum uh extra deck monsters That's have the sa- effect. That's saying that they get popped that instead of going to the top of the extra of the graveyard, they go to your pendulum zone instead. So this That's is just not bad. Yeah. Um I would have to see what those specific uh odd eyes uh extra deck monsters yeah. like their monster effects and their but like you know, like like if it, like if, like if they're good, this could be really broken, really easy. Uh, particularly because you don't have to, you know, ritual summon this thing. You can just pendulum summon out of your hand, right? Which being level seven, that's I think that's what performer pals do is do levels two to uh do levels two to seven normally, like natively. I'm gonna keep it real with you. 
I have no idea. Neither do I. I'm not entirely sure. But based off of what I've seen, what little I've seen of them in the past, this seems to, this seemed to be the kind of thing that they could do. Uh, next card is a normal spell card uh, called Extra Pendulum. Or in Japanese, EXP. Ha! Uh, one, during your main phase this turn, you can conduct a Pendulum Summon of a monster from your extra deck in addition to your Pendulum Summon. You can only gain this effect once per turn. Literally, it just lets you Pendulum Summon a monster out of your extra deck. Only one. Yeah, it's a more limited Pendulum Summon, but it's an extra Pendulum Summon. It's it's a double summon. It's not... This could be good. It could also be terrible. I'm not entirely sure because I don't know how Pendulum decks work. A lot of this seems to be, be to ride on the back of whether or not Pendulum is good. Um, then there's a trap card. It's a trap card. Uh, it's called Pendulum Scale. Normal trap. You can it's like... going to be so good with all the Pendulum trap decks, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, if you have two cards in your Pendulum Zone, apply one of these effects based on the difference between their current Pendulum Scales. Oh, boy. Zero. Destroy two spells or traps on the field. One to three. At a level... Add one, level two, three, or four pendulum monster from your deck to your hand. Okay. Four to six. Add a level five, six, or seven. Okay. Seven or more. Return up to two cards from your pendulum into the hand, and then special many pendulum monster from your hand. Wow, this would be crazy if it was a normal spell. If it was just a spell card in general. I don't, it doesn't matter what kind of spell. It, well, if it was a quick play spell, it'd be cracked. Yeah, if this was a spell, it'd be awesome. Yeah. The right problem is, it's a trap card, and literally no Pendulum deck plays trap cards. So, As far as I know, anyway. Yeah, because um, you don't want traps. You want you want scales. Exactly, which are spells. <laughs> in, the wise words of, in the wise words of uh, Farfa, um, Glasgow Yu-Gi-Oh, he says, um, yeah, but like, don't you just want more scales? Yeah, anyway. exactly. Uh, next card. So this one is coming from the Duelist Pack... Uh, what's the duelist pack? Something of the abyss, the water duelist yeah, pack. Yeah, where all the Mako tsunami supports coming in. Yeah, and the shark support. Right. So this Ooh, is C exceeds Naful Asylum Chaos Knight. It is a water aqua exceeds effect monster. Rank six, two thousand attack, three thousand defense. Three level six monsters. That is hard to summon in any deck. Hold on, you can also exceed summon this card by using the Phil Asylum Heth Knight you control as material. Oh, okay. It's it's a it's an it's a rank rank up, I guess. Yeah, where you summon it on top of the other. Yeah. So you can only use the second effect of this card's name once per turn. One, cannot be destroyed by card effects. Okay. Two, you can detach one material from this card. Special summon one number exceeds monster that has a number between 101 and 107 in its name from your extra deck. By using this face-up card, you control as material, but destroy it during your opponent's next end phase. As this tree has an XC summon, transfer this card's materials to the summoned monster. So, hmm. Unless you summon, like, the Shark Drake Vice? No, because he's not... I don't know. I don't know. If, number um, 101. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if he's 101, yeah. It's any 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 number monster from 101 to 101. Huh. Yeah, well, no, well you, could, you could do Shark Drake, or you could do Shark Drake Vice. The chaos yeah. upgrade form. That's the ones I know, like off the top of the head. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, um, I mean, I think that could be really good, uh, depending upon what the other ones are. I mean, because I, I think summoning Shark Drake Vice would be really good. Um, or even just summoning Shark Drake. Oh, you know what you could do if you have the rank up spell on hand. Summon this guy. Um, pull out Shark Drake and then just rank up into Shark Drake Vice and doesn't leave the field. Right. Yeah, I think that's what you're supposed to do. 
All right, so that could be good. Maybe I don't know. Like in theory. Um, next we have some cards from Premium Pack 2022, uh, which is this is the um basically like our Brothers of Legend or Battles, Battles of, of Legend set. This is yeah. a, this is the equivalent in the OCG. It's either that. Or no, because Grand Creators was its own set over there. So yeah, yeah, this is the equivalent of like our brothers or Battles of Legends yeah. set. So, like, um, yeah, I, I think the Brothers of Legend thing was just kind of a haha, Karibo Brothers, haha. Yeah. Uh, so first card, we yeah, have, I'll let you take the first yeah. couple here. We have Performer Pal Odd Eyes Butler. He's a Performer Pal. He's Odd Eyes, and he's a Butler. More Performer Pal cards. Oh boy. And Odd Eyes, uh, level five Dark Spellcaster Pendulum, one thousand attack, twenty one hundred defense, Pendulum scale of two. Uh, pendulum effect. Once per turn, when an opponent's monster declares an attack, you can add a odd ice pendulum monster from your graveyard to your face-up extra deck. And if you do, negate the attack and gain life points equal to that pendulum monster's attack. Negate an attack, get some resources back. Right. And gain some life points, so I guess if you're about to go into time... In theory. Um, let's see. Monster effects. You can only use this card's name's first monster effect once per turn. If this card is in your hand or graveyard, target a Performer Pal or Odd Eyes monster card you control, except itself, special on this card, then destroy the target. That could let you pop your uh, exceed your extra deck ones. Hmm. Plus get a free body on board. Um, two, if this card is destroyed in the monster zone, place this card in your pendulum zone. Hmm. Next up, we have Performer Pal Odd Eyes Valet. Level 1 light spellcaster, 100 attack, 200 defense, pendulum scale of 8. Uh, pendulum effect. Once per turn, when an opponent's monster declares an attack, you can activate this effect. That monster loses 300 attack for each pendulum monster in your face-up extra deck. Oh boy. That's just silly. Uh, monster effect. You can only use this card's names one monster effect once per turn. One, if this card is normal or special summoned, you can send an odd eyes or performer pal monster except itself from your deck to the graveyard. And if you do, this card's level becomes the same as that monster's level to the end of the turn. That's not bad. Uh, it's not the worst. That's some level modulation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two, if this card is destroyed in the monster zone, place it in your pendulum zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Um, you next wanna... is Performer Pal Barrow Karibo. I guess he's supposed to be like a lord or a baron. He's a baron. Yeah. Baron Karibo. Because he's got like the little like powdered wig and like the little coat. like uh-huh. a. That would make him Baron Von Karibo. <laughs> oh, <Uh-huh. laughs> Baron von Karibo. <laughs> now I'm just imagining Karibo as like a level 10 synchro that can negate Baron Karibo. Baron de Karibo. <laughs> Chevalier de Baron de Karibo. Oh my goodness. Oh, can we get Karibo in here with like a flowery like outfit and like a negate? <laughs> All right, it's a level eight Dark Fiend Pendulum Effect Monster. 300 attack, 3,000 defense, pen scale, one. Pendulum Effect, once per turn at the start of the battle phase, you can add one monster with 300 attack and 200 defense from your deck to your hand, then destroy this card. That search for literally any Karibo. Right. Monster Effect, when a monster you control is destroyed by battle, you can special summon this card from your hand. Two, your opponent cannot attack other monsters you control. Three, if this card is attacked, change it to attack position at the end of the damage step. So it's like, it's okay. It's yeah. basically like Battle Fader, but worse. It's it's a slightly better Big Show Gardener. Yeah, yeah, because he's got like 3k defense and like they have to attack it. Yeah. So 
But then if they do, he gets forced into attack and they just run it over like it's a Karibo. But... But it's funny. But no, 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 no. I think they would pretty much only ever use this thing as a, as a rota. You, you know, you just plop it down into your... Yeah, it's literally just a Karibo rota. Yeah, but it's a monster. It's a Karibro rota. It's a Karibrota. Ah, I knew it was there somewhere. <laughs> All right, next, also from the premium, from the new premium pack, we have Ryko's Puppets is the name of the article, I guess. Yeah. All right, so the lower level cards of R's main deck destruction strategy arrive. This is all puppet monsters. Oh, it's like puppet. Um, it's like puppet chess pieces. Yeah, no, it's the puppet king and the puppet queen we used that we used to that we got as like promos back in the gap. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I vaguely remember them. I zero percent remember them because so. they were terrible. Okay, well, I'll let you take the two monsters, and I'll take the spell. There's only okay. three, there's only three cards here. Yeah, so. we got first off, we have Puppet Pawn, level three Earth Warrior, eight hundred attack, twelve hundred defense. Oh no, an Earth Warrior. Um, you can only use this card's two and three effects once per turn. It can attack your your opponent directly, <laughs> and when this card inflicts battle damage to your opponent, add a promotion from your deck to your hand. Three. You can banish this card from your graveyard. Add an Earth Warrior except to, from your deck to your hand, except itself. Then your opponent can add one monster from their deck to their hand. Oh. <laughs> That's awful! Why would they do that? What? Yeah, that's pretty bad. Next up is Puppet Rook. Hold on. Just, yeah, let me get a search so I can give my opponent the free hand trap. Just search a nib. Let's go. Search nib. Let's go. Um, next up is Puppet Rook, uh, level four Earth Warrior, twelve hundred attack, eighteen hundred defense. Um, when this card is normal summon, you can change this card to defense position. If you do, foolish burial, foolish burial, and Earth Warrior monster. Send it from deck to graveyard. That's not bad. Uh, your opponent too. Your opponent's monsters must attack this card if able. That's yeah, all right. Eighteen hundred defense. Three, once per turn, when this card is selected for an attack, target level six or higher Earth Warrior monster in the graveyard, send this card from the field to the graveyard, and if you do, special summon the monster from the graveyard, then change the attack target to this monster. So normal summon, effect, mill out one of your big, you know, like the queen or king, and then if they attack it, you get it. Hmm. And then they're forced to ram into it. Right. And then next up is the actual spell card that the, that the first guy was talking about, Promotion. Right. So this is Promotion, a normal spell card. You can only activate one card with this card's name once per turn. One, target one level three or lower Earth Warrior monster you control. Send it to the graveyard. And if you do, special summon one level four or higher Earth Warrior monster from your deck. Then, if you control a puppet monster with an original type and attribute, Warrior and Earth... The monster special summoned by this effect gains 100 attack defense for each card in your opponent's graveyard. Whoa! Yeah, just, uh... And this and it's surgeable, too, which is... Oh, and then it gives you a list of legal target for its effects. Yep. Puppet Pawn, Puppet Rook, Puppet Queen, and Puppet King. Yeah, Puppet Pawn being level 3, Puppet Rook, King, and Queen being 4 or higher. Uh, Yes. So, okay, so this is like when you move your chess piece all the way to the end of the board and it gets to your opponent's it, line and you can promote your pawn to something else. Yeah, like it very specifically has to be a pawn. Right. But yeah, it's it's really interesting. I will just say this, though. Um, This does not specify that, like, this is just Earth Warrior support. Oh, yeah. 
like the only like the only part of the of their effects that specify it only works with other puppet monsters pretty much is just promotion. And even yeah. then, and even then, no, I mean like promotion. Like it, okay, it says legal puppet targets for its effects. Yeah. So that's like but if that's you control only... a puppet monster. So that's like specifying yeah. that you can't summon like puppet plant, right? Yeah, yeah. But um. It it says, but that's only to apply the uh, attack boost, right? Exactly. But wait, hold on. It actually specifies if you control a puppet monster, meaning you could, even if you have like, let's say you you already have rook or king or queen on board, and you send pawn and bring out a first earth warrior that comes to mind, guy of the fierce knight. Sure. Bring on God the Fierce Knight. He still gets the attack boost because you still control a puppet monster. Yeah, but I think it's interesting that, like I said, you can you can send Marauding Captain. Yeah, and still get this effect off no problem. Right. And pull out Freed the Mash- Matchless General or whatever. Just whatever Earth Warriors we, come, we can think of to come to mind. My, dude, my first thought is, like, there's got to be a way to abuse this in Heroes. Oh, absolutely. Um, hmm. hmm. Well, I'm sure that... Maybe deck- not, because I'm... The deck builders will figure that one out, I'm sure. Yeah, people much smarter than us will figure it, figure out if, the, if that card is worth attempting to abuse. Yep. Uh, let's see. Next is the next, next V-Jump promo. Real quick, all we have is the name. Uh, which And like a, a description of the card, but not like flavor text. Yeah. Oh, and it's uh, attack and defense and all that. So it's called uh, Yasuka Ikazuchi no Kami. Not Yasuka. Yakuza. Yakuza. Oh, here we go. The monster seems to be based on the Yaku Sano Kazuchi, a collective name for the eight deities of Japanese mythology. It is a worm effect. Level eight is a worm light level eight monster with 2000 attack and defense. And its effect is a, is a secret, but it's been described as having two effects that are usable while there's a level eight monster in the graveyard. Hmm. But it's a, it's a worm. It's a level eight worm monster. Yo, this card is just like... Oh, short soul! You you turn two on sword soul. You crack my board. Okay, time I to punish. Sum- right, time to punish and make a fell grand. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, because uh, you know, because I've you know read people talking about, it, and they said this is indirect. This might be indirect fell grand support somehow. I don't know how. We'll have to wait to see the effects. But if it's just generic, well, because can- because the pen the fell grand exceeds monster that came out after we left the game is just a generic two level eights. Oh, okay. So I guess Felgrand just kind of became a rank eight turbo. It's just the one. Well, I mean, just in general, level eight do stuff like 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 the Divine Dragon Knight Felgrand or whatever was literally just an Xyz version retrain of uh, Felgr- yeah, old the Felgr- original Felgrand dragon. Yeah. So there's only like two of them. This hmm. is not like Felgrand as an archetype. This is just like level eight support. But what I'm saying is yeah. in sword soul. Yeah. You pump if, out. if this guy can just summon himself out and then you can pump out a level eight worm, then you can just, cause this oh. guy's searchable. <laughs> so then you can just do that and then do two level eights and go up into Felgrand. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, here's what, here's what I think. Here's what I think it's going to, here's what I think his effect's going to be. It's probably going to be, if there's level eight in your graveyard, push someone in the, the, the level eight, but negate the level eight's effects. Yeah. But then you can just make any rank eight you want. Um, which then kind of gives on the clapback if their board gets broken, but they don't get OTK'd, uh, Swords Hole to have a play. Right. Um, possibly go into a, possibly even go into an exceed play since you're not, you don't have a tune, one of your tuner tokens on board. Yeah. Um, again, we'll have to wait to see what his actual effect is. Uh, 
But this is definitely something Sword Soul players need to keep their eye on. Yes. Let's... Next, we have some more Premium Pack 2022 cards, which are Battlefield uh, Tragedy First. Yeah. As a continuous spell, you can only use this card's name's first effect once per turn. During your main phase two, if no monsters battled each other this turn, you can discard one card, set one Battlefield Tragedy directly from your deck to your spell and trap zone. Uh, two, once per turn during the end phase, if two monsters battle at each other this turn, the turn player sends the top five cards of their deck to the graveyard. I mean, it's like, it's like a mill five. But hold on. If you activate one, discard a card, oh, no, no, no. then you, like, let's say this is, this already turns the over, over. You activate it, enter battle, leave battle, activate effect, discard one, add it, get a second one on board. Immediately activate, flip and activate it. Right, but then you have to wait a whole turn before you can mill 10. Well, no, because then you pass back to your opponent, and if you have a monster on board, they have to decide whether or not it's I should attack. Even if it's No, just, because... Well, hold on. Here's my, here's my thoughts. Normal Summon Inspector Border... Oh, this is, this is mandatory also. Yeah, so like Normal Summon Inspect, Inspector Border, act, just an example, activate, enter battle, leave battle, effect set, immediately flip it, Pass. Attack me. I dare huh. you. Attack my inspector border. I dare you. Yes. That's interesting. Just as a... Or, ooh, even just normal summon barrier statue. Yeah, but then that would have to be their only attack. Well, usually it is, because they normal summon once attack, and then... Yeah, and then... They'll have to mill 10 for the attack. interesting. It's got it's got some... And like and then, like, even... Like, let's say you... Let's say your opponent enters battle and you do something and then they don't declare an attack and end their turn and in their uh, battle phase, you can discard one, do it again and get the third one out, um, which is silly. It is uh, funny. Uh, next card is Performer Pal Classic Karibo. So this is uh, not classist Karibo. Classy. Right, like classical because it's like obviously it's supposed to be like a maestro because he's got like a little like baton, baton with a musical note at the end of and it. His his little coat has a bass clef on it. Yeah, it's adorable. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It is a uh, level one pendulum. Yet another well dressed Karibo. Yeah. Uh, pendulum scale of eight. So we have the other one. <laughs> Three hundred attack, two hundred defense. Pendulum effect. One. When opponent's monster colors in a direct attack, destroy this card. That's a pendulum effect. Monster effect. <clears throat> you can only use this card's names one and two monster effects once per turn each. One, you can discard this card, then target one card in your pendulum zone. Its pendulum scale becomes one until the end of this turn. That's interesting. Two, when you take battle damage and this card is in your graveyard, you can place this card in your pendulum zone. Three, if this card is destroyed by its own pendulum effect in the battle phase. Oh, so it's like battle fader with more steps. Yeah, you activate it and it's sitting there in your pendulum zone and your opponent knows it's there. Yeah. But then they'll all... Oh. Oh, hold on. Normal summon normal summon barrier... Uh, one of the barrier statues. Mm-hmm. Activate a uh, battle tragedy. But da da Set the second... Activate the second once you have two. Normal summon this thing. Pass. Well, act, you know, pendulum summon this thing in the pendulum scale. Pass. Oh. <laughs> so you can either... So... In that situation, you'll get your third one out, guaranteed on your opponent's turn. This is weird. Yeah, it's it's weird, but... There's a lot of steps for... Uh, it's a lot of steps for not a lot of payoff, is the thing. It gives itself multiple ways to get to the graveyard, 
and then multiple ways to like set itself into the pendulum zone because you can just put it in the pendulum zone but like the issue is that your opponent has to declare like a direct attack yeah yeah but as soon as they declare that direct attack its effect procs and you don't you don't take the hit yeah destroy itself battle phase ends it ends this also announced a number of v jump promo uh v jump promo cards being reprinted in the set which are guy the fierce knight origin hundred dragon Eda the sun magician Cockathorium, the super heavy shining soarer, Dragoonity Geisarm, Grozer, the thunderclap tyrant, Zuijin of the ice barrier, proxy horse, stay sailor Romarin, Chosai, the ghost blocker, and now Ruz Elise, the dragon of beauty and faith. I'm just going to say most of those haven't even been printed yet here in, here in the TCG. Um, also, all those cards' names were translated by someone. They they very specifically say on the side here. Uh, yeah, that they username were username translation. Yeah. So. So. Yeah, that's interesting. Whew. That is it. That's all the new cards. Yep. For now. For now. Yeah. Until they uh, you know. <clears throat> Uh, so next up, we have the full set spoiler for Brothers of Legend. And we will tell you all about that right after we talk about our sponsor, ETV Games in Alexandria, Louisiana. Great people over there in Alexandria, Louisiana. Absolutely. So we do, of course, want to thank our sponsor, and we want to tell you all about them. And the next ETB Battle City Day, which we already have the date for, it is already scheduled. We know that it is December 18th. It was the only day that made sense or worked because December the 4th is too early. December 11th is the remote dual YCS. And just obviously December 25th is Christmas Day. And I'm not going to be at the shop on Christmas Day. Oh, no, day. I, I'm certainly not. I got other things to do. Yeah, I have a family. <laughs> so, but the, so December 18th is the day. If you are within like four hours of us if you're within four hours of alexandria louisiana come and check it out i'm giving you a month of warning be there come see us come say hey it will be advanced format it will be fun it will be awesome we will be recording a live episode of the podcast hopefully if we can remember the actual cords to record this <laughs> yeah, time yeah the xlr cables <laughs> Listen, anybody could have forgotten those. It could have happened to anybody. It just happened to happen to me. You're not wrong. So, thank you, of course, to ETB Games for supporting us, even though we are dinguses sometimes. And if you are interested and you are not within four hours, please, please, please check them out in their through their link in the description down below. And now, back to Brothers of Legend. So... Yo, boy. We have the full set list for Brothers of Legend. Um, there are some highlights, but I think I'm just going to turbo through the set list again, like we did with Gold Series. It's only fair. Yeah. It, I mean, also, this, I don't think the set has as many cards. Uh, it does not. So I'm going to, like, turbo through it, and you stop me when there's something you want to talk about, okay? Well, first off, I was going to say, let's just not part of it, just go that the... Astral Starlight Rare is number 17 Leviathan. Well, dragon. the Astral Rare and one yes. of the Starlights is number 17 Leviathan Dragon, which is cool. Very cool. So you can, this card can come as either an Astral Rare or a Starlight Rare. Like it's like its set number is BROL-EN-000. Yeah, very cool. So this is like 
for those that like open Pokemon cards and Pokemon packs, this is the equivalent of getting like the secret rare in Pokemon packs that have um, their like a Pokemon pack will say, oh, well, this set contains 63 cards and the secret rare is number 64, you know, like, yeah, yeah, so. So, number 17, Leviathan Dragon EN000 is, like we said, both an Astral and a Starlight Rare. Then you have Curry Ba at Ultra, Curry B at Ultra, Curry Boo at Ultra, Curry Bay at Ultra, Curry Babylon at Ultra. Five, that's all the Karibo, Karibo Brothers support. I was going to say, just say if a card is secret, because everything else in the set is Ultra. Fair. Five Star Twilight, Yaoi, secret, Penguin Sword, D4, secret, Dr. D, Dragonroid, secret, Rebirth Judgment, secret, Rebirth Judgment is interesting because that's the one that like changes the typing of all the cards in the yeah, graveyard yeah. or something. Yeah, it's yeah, a continuous yeah, 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 yeah. We're like at the start during the standby, you declare a card type, all cards in the graveyards become those types. Something like that, yeah. Uh, Ice Barrier, Ice Knight, Summon Storm, Wing Requital, Secret Rare. Now that card is if you control two wing, two different, different, differently named winged beasts, pay eight hundred, draw two cards. Uh, 600. 600, my bad. Pay 600, draw two cards. That's insane. Yeah, if you yeah if you control two winged beasts with different names, which is crazy because, like, one of the best decks in the format currently is, like, a winged beast-focused deck. Yeah, two of them, actually. A two? Just one. Half. Because you got Flo Wanderees. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, Tri Brigade Lyralisk, where half the deck is... Okay, I was yeah. just I was just talking about Tri Brigade Lyralisk. Oh, yeah, Flo, no, Flo Wanderees can run this thing, too. Yeah, Less... but I like tier two. Yeah, the less comfortably though, because they don't have because a lot because a lot of the flow one reads effects are immediately as this effect resolves normal summon again, they can't just go normal summon normal summon, activate effect and then keep going. They have to they have to enchain their effects before they can activate this. I think Eaglin just gives you an additional normal summon that turn, so but, you might no, be able that's, to that's do that's that's in between. M- that's M-Pen. Oh, is it? Yeah, so you'd have to normal summon Rubina, effective Rubina, add Eaglin, normal summon Eaglin, effective Eaglin, add Mpen, effective Mpen, tribute them off. Boom. Oh, okay. Which then gives you a two additional normal summons. And then you can get those back and then normal summon one of them. Right. Activate. And very importantly, if they're under droll, they can't use this card. And they also cannot play the game. So I thought you could draw two cards. If I thought you could still draw, I just couldn't add to hand under droll. Uh no, I don't think you can draw cards either. Eh. I'm almost positive, actually. Okay. Time to do a quick Google. Yes. Uh, well, while he's doing that, I'm just going to go ahead and continue reading. Uh, Noble Knight's Shield Bearer, Secret. Uh, Horse of the Floral Knights, Ultra. Uh, Noble Knight's Spear Holder. Centaur Mina, Secret. Nope. Cannot add cards to the uh, rest to the, from the deck to the hand in any form. Okay. Okay. Where are we at? Uh, number 21. A Cold Day Zone, Okay. Wait, 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 wait. We skipped over. Okay. The Horse of the Floral Knights is another run of support for all the stuff for all the uh the flower and rose support that we got in yeah uh synchro storm like the uh chevalier de fleur and baroness yes. de fleur <laughs> yes um so you said ecole de zone uh secret soul binding gate perry reese map which is an interesting card it's like a zero attack monster support card um yep. Ice Mirror, ZW Sylphid Wing, ZS Ouroboros Sage. That card's crazy. Ultimate Leo Utopia Ray, Secret Rare. So Zexal Catapult. So I think these cards right here are the new cards from the 
Utopia structure deck that they got yeah, in the OCG. Yeah, that we're apparently not getting. All right. Silent Sea Nettle. Numbers four, Stealth Kragen. Secret. I think Stealth Kragen. Oh, the- and then Stealth Kragen Spawn Secret. Yeah. So, so whenever you make the Stealth Kragen, what happens is whenever he dies... You special summon the two spawn, and then whenever one of the spawn dies, you special summon the Kragen back out. Right. Which then lets you special summon two more spawn if it dies, and it's just near infinite loop. Near infinite. But I think, yeah, I mean, you run out of spawns. Yeah, you run out of spawns. Uh, Grandpa Demetto, secret rare. Dollhouse, ultra rare. Starving Venomy Dragon, secret rare. Speed Word Scratch, Secret Rare. Liralesk Bird Strike, Secret Rare. So Liralesk Bird Strike. It's really good. It is a searchable Dark Ruler or more. Quick effect. It's a quick play, isn't it? No. Oh, it's not? I thought it was. The only stipulation is that your opponent can respond to it with monster effects. But other than that, it just blanks your, your opponent's board. Yeah, it's literally, it's literally, literally, yeah, it's literally just your negate all face-up monsters your opponent controls. That's really good. Yep. Um, and it, like I said, it's searchable in Liralesk because yep. it's a Liralesk spell card. Toy Parade, Secret Rare. Um, this card is Fluffle Support. Cypher Biplane, Secret Rare. Cypher Interference, Double Exposure, Secret Rare. F-A-I-Ting Spirit. That's that, I, weird. It'd be pronounced Fighting Spirit, but it's it's um, Ignister Support. Yeah, it's at Ignister Support. AI's show, Appliancer Propellion, which, uh, Appliancer Conversion. <laughs> so we got the Appliancer Link 1. We have Appliancer Support incoming. At King Scarlet YGO, looking at you. This is for you. Uh, Altergeist Memory Gant, Secret Rare. Altergeist Pukery, Secret Rare. Altergeist Fees Alert, Secret Rare. Uh, at DZ, looking at you. Um, and this goes very well with all of the Altergeist reprints that we got mm-hmm. in Gold Series. Wow. Konami, look it, at you. It's almost as if they planned it. Right. Uh, right hand shark, left hand shark, hidden fangs of revenge, white mirror, the ice bound god, astral topia, zexal field, the deal of destiny, numbers protection, number 99 utopia dragonar, secret, zs utopic sage, secret, number 39 utopia, this is a new alt art. Which just kind of looks like a floating castle. Yeah, I don't understand it. Hyper Rank Up Magic Utopa Force Ultra. Uh, Astral Karibo Secret. Karibo Alt Art. So this is like the really cool... With like, um, you know, like the blue background. It's kind of small going left instead of straight on like the normal yes, art. Yes, And this, so this is a, an ultra rare version of that alt art. Which is going to be pretty. Very. Kariborn. Performa Pal Curry Bobble Secret Rare. Detonate. Magician Souls, Secret Rare, Red Eyes Fusion, Ultra Rare. Okay, this is where we start getting into, like, some of the crazy reprints. I mean, you already gave two of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but, like, from here, I'm probably, for all the ones that are, like, important reprints, I'm probably going to read off the rarity. So, Magician Souls, like I said, is a Secret Rare. Magician Souls, obviously crazy it's a legendary hero pat it's our uh it's not even the craziest reprint in this set. no it's really not um this is a legendary duelists reprint which is kind of crazy because it's the first time that we've actually seen legendary duel duelist pack reprints and not a duelist pack so like for the mice valentine and the blackwing stuff and like urgent schedule and all that they did legendary duelist season one and legendary duelist season two they did not do that here. They just straight up did. Um, they just, just reprinted it. They just put it in Brothers of Legend. I mean, about time. It's t- it's been two years. Yeah. 
it's been it's actually been over two years at this point so it's about time red eyes fusion as an ultra rare that's a very cool reprint it's a very cool rarity bump evil hero adusted gold and evil hero malicious bane both secrets those were at like 200 dollars oh. a pop uh malicious banes were 180 and adusted gold so i think were like 270 yeah it's crazy to think about how expensive they and were and now they're getting re- granted they're secrets so they're still going to be 50 60 80 dollars easy yeah still. but there's a cheap cheaper option now yep thought ruler archfiend shooting star dragon starlight road is an ultra is very cool Number 89, Diablosis the Mind Hacker as a secret rare. That's very cool. This is a prize card. So this is the first non-prize card printing of this card. Number, oh, uh, here we go. Godarla the Mystery Dust Kaiju as an ultra rare. Very, very cool. This is obviously the first hollow printing of Godarla. And now we won't have the $10 and $11 rares. Oh, so glad I offloaded mine literally at 9 a.m. when they announced this at noon. Oh, yeah. Um, interrupted Kaiju Slumber as an ultra rare. Very cool. It needed it. Kaiju Capture Mission. Adios, the Underworld Squire. Adia, the Heavenly Squire. The Phantom Knights of Ragged Gloves. Nibiru, the Primal Being as a secret rare. This is very cool. Nibiru is no longer relegated to gold rare, ulti, or prismatic secret. For those that do not like prismatic secret, yeah, you can run a normal secret. Exactly, and I'm just gonna say I saw, I've seen it, like the spoilers. Beautiful, just beautiful. Infernoid Decatron as an ultra rare. Infernoid Tierra as a secret rare. Shoutouts Legacy Crusaders. These are very cool reprints, and they're nice. Uh, I think it's a rarity bump to Tierra. I could be wrong, uh. but it's very cool reprints. These cards were actually getting really up there in price. Wind up Arsenal Zen Mayo as an ultra rare. This is actually kind of cool oh, because yeah. this card only had one printing and one reprint, which just came in, I think, King's Court as a rare. So because these are either a secret or a rare right now. And the secrets, I think, are still like 10, 15 bucks. Yeah. Uh, Insector Exabeetle, this could be a reprint coming in with the Insector support coming in, I think, Grand Creators. Yeah. Downard Magician, uh, this card needed a reprint so oh, yeah, no, badly. No. And like, like it had a, well, what, what was it, a $15 gold rare? And not no, no, premium no, gold. no, 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 no. Uh, the gold secret rare was $40. Yeah, and not even, well, when I got mine, it was 15 uh, yeah, yeah. Trust me, I know. Yeah, uh, and like, and not even like a premium gold rare or anything. No, it's the old gold secret rare where they kind of look like they're just dirty. You know, you say that them gold secret rares are really growing on me. Fair. Um, so that's an ultra rare, which is very cool. Beatrice, Lady of the Eternal, as an ultra rare. This is cool. This is Beatrice's first non-gold rare printing. Can you mm-hmm. believe that? That's yeah. crazy to me. I mean, I think that's I think that's the case with the vast majority of the uh, Burning Abyss monsters, though. No, most of them were originally printed as a rare. Yeah, and then reprinted as a gold rare. Yeah, most of them don't have hollow printing, so other than that. Yeah. Um, then you have Relinquished Anima as a secret rare. This is a cool up rarity, and this card was like a sneaky $15 card, mm-hmm. which I just got back for $15. Dang it. Uh, Allure of Darkness as an ultra rare. Very nice. This was quietly a $4 card for the commons. <clears throat> Fossil Dig as an ultra rare, very cool. Quietly a kind of expensive card. Forbidden Droplet as a secret rare. We already know this is short printed. Yep. Don't get too high in hopes. It'll probably be 80, 90, 60 or 70, I think. But I'm thinking 80, 80, I'm thinking closer to 80. 
All right, price predictions right now. Which, which give me a number. Eighty. Eighty. I was just saying, eighty bucks. I'm going sixty-nine. Nice. <laughs> um, and I will say also, <clears throat> I'm just gonna put it out there. I'll put it public on the record. My official price prediction for Access Code Talker out of the gold was seventeen dollars. I did not realize they were printing it at less than half quantity. Uh, so that's an L for me. Yeah. Uh, I publicly went on the record saying $17 for access code talker. I was wrong. To be fair, if, if we were getting, you know, the full amount of the set, it probably would. Okay. So like, probably not. Maybe if we actually got the full set and not less than half. Also, the card is short printed in the set. That's, that, that's what I mean. Like if, if the card wasn't short printed, <clears throat> and a set that's already going to be short printed. Yeah, like Gold Series as a set, they're having trouble getting the card stock for, and there's massive, massive quality control issues. Massive. So, I've seen them on Twitter. They're they're kind of funny. Did you see the Ghost Mourner and Moonlit Chill? I did. She looks so depressed. I would be too. She's looking down at her text box and it's just covered in gold foiling. <laughs> You literally cannot read a single word in the text box. Yeah. And then it's literally got an Elemental Hero Neos outline on her art. Yep. Oh. I would be so mad. Yeah. Actually, I'd be so happy because it went for $1,000. But I would be so yeah. mad. Cause, yeah, because it's 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 a super cool, you know, misprint, but... Yeah. But I want my card. Um, yeah, I want my card. <laughs> yeah. Next is Rank Up Magic, Argent Chaos Force, Resurgium, Exceeds, Void, Feast as an Ultra Rare. Very cool. And the last card in the set. We finally did it, boys. We got our Red Eyes Dark Dragoon reprint. Woo! Oh, wait. It's only as a starlight. Only as a starlight. Dag nabbit. Rough. Anyway, um, so overall, um, I'm definitely going to buy some of this some of this set because I buy a little bit of every set. Just This man really just said, that sucks. Anyways. No, no, I said that's rough. Anyways, I'm going to buy a little bit of this set. <laughs> um... But like I said, I do buy a little bit of every set so I can get the container. Yeah, like one box of everything. Yeah, just so I can have the container for display because it because they look pretty. I'm just gonna say, they have the some of the spoilers for some of the secret rares and stuff on here. They look nice. The, the foiling and the printing on at least the EU versions look really good. It remains to be seen for the North American versions. Oh no, I can see it. It's it's not gonna be good. It's it's not gonna be worth. Yeah, it's gonna be disappointing. But it is what it is. Everything North American is disappointing. Anyway, <laughs> Caleb's like, I'm stay. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> wouldn't touch that. I wouldn't touch that with a forty nine and one half foot pole. Tis the season. Anyway, to thirty nine and a half foot. Thank pole. you, thirty nine. Come on, man. It's been a decade, man. What? How do you not know the Grinch lyrics? I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. Bruh, bruh. It's literally been like 10 years since I've heard that song. No no cap. I watched it twice in the last three days. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> okay, okay. So uh, the one in the last three days has been the new one from two years ago. The Illumination one. Ugh. Don't ugh me. That was really good. Benedict Cumberbatch did a good job. Oh, don't get me wrong. I think he did a wonderful job. That movie was super funny. But it will never, ever outdo the live action one. The Jim Carrey version? The Jim Carrey version. Oh, Lord, dude. That one. 
You that know one's how, my wife's favorite. Huh, huh. You know how they say that 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 this actor always just eats the scene. Every scene in the movie. He devours. Oh my goodness. So okay. Chews it into oblivion. Alright, this is actually just a Grinch review podcast now. So let's talk <laughs> so let's talk for a minute about the Illumination Grinch. And I know, I know everybody's like, get back to the Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I'm honestly more interested in this. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll spend like a minute at most on this. Okay. I'm just gonna say we went and saw the 2018 version in theaters with my son. Keep in mind, he is two, almost three, while we're watching this, okay? We go in. By the way, the soundtrack is amazing. They got Tyler, the creator, oh, to yeah, do no, the no, Grinch no, no, no. Amazing soundtrack. Do, 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 do. It's awesome. Bass drops and everything. It's great. So we get to the end of the movie. And spoilers, if you've never seen the movie from the 1960s, The Grinch, but... Near the end of the movie, The Grinch, there's a scene where he takes the entire town of Whoville's Christmas on a sleigh <laughs> up to the top of Mount Who. And what does he do? He takes and he's about to push it off the top of the mountain to destroy Christmas. And then he hears the whole town singing. And it's like, wow, it just touches him and it makes his heart grow three sizes. Well, as he's as all this like magical like reformation is happening in his heart, the sleigh starts to tip over and starts to fall, and he like has to like catch it and save the day. Well, when it starts to tip over in theaters, my two year old son goes, "Oh no!" <laughs> at the top of his voice, and the whole theater is like like all the kids have either fallen asleep or like gotten into the movie at this point, so like it's actually quiet at a kid's movie in the theater. And he goes, oh, no, what is he going to do? Like, loud. And the whole theater just busts out laughing. Yep, the 2018 version will always be my favorite off of that memory. No, no, that that's entirely fair. That's, that's a family memory that's, yeah. That's going to stick with me forever. Yeah. Okay, so now that I've reminisced a little bit about the Grinch... Uh, let's talk more about some tournaments. Oh, that's the next thing. Oh man, I I was lost. I I did I did not even remember what we were talking about. Yeah. Okay. So you want to do the core TCG regional? Okay, we're gonna blow through these tournaments because we don't actually have the um deck lists or anything like full deck lists. Or, right. Right. For some of these, I only have the full. I only have the full top eight. I got like six of them. Yeah. So, but I can kind of extrapolate based on it based on incomplete data which ones go where. Right. So. The first one to talk about is the core TCG regional for, uh, like I said, this all happened on the weekend of, uh, it's time to open my calendar. I should have had this pulled up and ready to go. Why did I not know? <laughs> we're professionals. We are so professional. If they, It can't get more professional than we are right now. Okay, so this happened on the weekend of the uh 13th and 14th so all these regionals happened on sunday november 14th so like 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 10 days nine ten days ago at time of air yeah okay so this is core tcg you're gonna recognize some of these names because these are all remote door regionals and these are the regionals these are a lot of the same shops that host uh servers for the remote dual ycs so Core TCG, you, top eight is three Sword Soul, two Fluanderies, one Dogmatica Invoke Shadal, one Dry Turn, one Salamangrate. The really interesting thing about this, though, is that's five of the top eight being brand new decks. Being represented from Burst of Destiny. Also, no, uh, no Tri-Brigade. At all, which is not 
conducive of the rest of the statistics. So now the two sword soul. Okay, so uh, one of the sword souls got first place. Yes, it was with a destroy Phoenix Enforcer and two Tenya cards. It was the two of the red one. Mm-hmm. I don't recognize it. Um, and then the other sword soul, which got fourth, was with destroy Phoenix Enforcer, no Tenya, but was running a copy of Arch Nemesis Protos. Which is an interesting card. I just think it's bad. So. Yeah. Um, you know. Come at me, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then sixth place was Salaman Great. Yes. So we have uh Yes. Well not sixth place, but like the other deck. Yeah, yeah. So because like there's two other decks that I didn't get like seventh and eighth place were was in between uh, the third swords on sound mangrate okay. i don't know which one goes where so i just kind of okay um so we just did placings the... you just did the placings one through six for the yeah because i didn't get seven or eight but i know one is swords on the other one is sound mangrate okay but it the other interesting thing is that the sword soul that got first and fourth were both running dpe yeah so that is interesting and um, i don't know if the third one was running it at all okay uh, then we have the One Up TCG Regional. So this is One Up TCG, which is in Mendenhall, Mississippi. For those that don't know, we make it's about a four-hour trip for us. They do a case tournament for basically every new set, and it is a, an amazing shop. Fry runs this shop. He does an amazing job. If you're within five or six hours of Mendenhall, Mississippi, I absolutely recommend checking this shop out in person. He has, like ultis and starlights and like high-end stuff of like all kinds of cards that you would not expect i mean i went in there and i literally told him like i went through all of like their not all but i went through a lot of their bulk for all of their hollow extra deck cards and i was like i need an orient dragon like as weird as that sounded i needed it for my spare oh plant synchro extra deck oh, i needed an ensemble nightingale before all the lyrilis stuff that got announced yes i walked up there I said, dude, I said, I went through all your bulk. I said, I can't, find, I need an Orient Dragon. He said, oh, the uh, the old Synchro, right? It comes in Secret and Ultra. He said, you look at the Secret or the Ultra? And I'm like, how does he know what Orient Dragon? I said, I'm looking for the Ultra, the cheap one. He said, okay, cool. Uh, one second. Click, click, got on the computer. Ah, yeah, I thought so. Walks over to a wall. A I mean, a wall. Boxes. Yeah, a wall of boxes. I'm talking eight feet high and 15 feet across. Goes, you know, th- fingers his, th- runs his fingers over the box. Ah, la, 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 la. Uh, ah, this one grabs the box, opens it up, flips right to it, grabs it. Goes, yep, got three copies right here. How, how, how many do you want? Um, just the one, thanks. Like, this dude's got everything, and that's not to mention they have all of the really, really nice OCG sleeves and deck mm-hmm. box. Oh, amazing shop! It's a mecca. It's a wonderful. But it, this it, was a rem- their remote dual regional. So, uh, first place was Eldlich. Very interesting. Um, I hate Eldlich. As it's being built right now, which is just like 80 million trap cards. Uh, number two is Sword Soul Tenny. I believe this is DZ. Yeah, I think I think that was DZ. Number three is Pure Sword Soul, or at least it just says Sword Soul. We don't know if there's Tenny in this or not. Uh, no. Okay, see, Caleb saw the deck lists. I did not. Yeah, yeah. It, it had uh, Protos, and that was it. Oh, okay. Archdem says Protos. I didn't see any other uh, any other cards I recognized as. Uh... Gotcha. Number four is Fluanderese. Number five is PK Fire, the first appearance, but not the last. Six is yet another Sword Soul. Pure Sword Soul this time. It was pure. Yep. 
Seven is Virtual World, and eight is also Virtual World. Shoutouts to Dylan from Team Dark Arm Dealings. He is the eighth place uh, deck here, Virtual World. Uh, you can always go in and check out Team Dark Arm Dealings. Their link will be in the description below. Um, this is a cool list. This is also shouted out on MCole40's channel. So if you want to yeah. see that list, it was on last Thursday's MCole40 video. Now, the next one, I couldn't get like a, a shop name or anything for it. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it just, so it literally just says World Championship Qualifier Regional. Yeah. So this is one Tri Brigade, one Sword Soul, one Layer Control, and one Fluandry. So what is Layer Control? What is that? Um, it's, it's an old car. It's a car I, Cam was talking about it. Uh, Layer of Darkness. Layer of Darkness. Layer of Darkness Control. Never heard of it. Sounds interesting yeah. though. Okay. So first place uh, was. Destroy Phoenix Enforcer, Invoke Dogmatic Shadal. So wait, DP what is this? What are these four decks listed then? Oh, that was the I was that was me kind of arranging them and being like, okay, this is goes here, this goes here, blah blah blah. Oh, okay. Based on the deck list. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, first place went to DPE IDS. So destroy Phoenix. So it's Invoke Shadal Dogmatic with Destroy Phoenix Enforcer package. I'm just gonna say, from everything that I'm hearing, this is the best version of of invoke dogma doll that has existed to this day yeah the destroy um, phoenix enforcer package in this deck from what i understand is a legitimately insane it yeah. covers all the final bases that the deck didn't cover before mm -hmm. uh second place was either sword, sword soul or flow wonderies i couldn't figure out which gotcha. uh third place went to tribegate lyralisk mm -hmm. uh fourth place went to virtual world sword soul this is an interesting deck. This is the Virtual World deck, and they tech in a small Sword Soul package, which is like... It's like one Mo Yi, one of the other one. Well, one Mo Yi, three Emergence, and I think maybe one of the level six guy. Actually, he actually this guy was running uh, one Mo Yi, one of the other level four one. Taiye. Taiye, one Long One, mm -hmm. and three Emergence. I mean, it makes sense, because it's just like easy Baron to Fleur plays. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see, and then we have Lightsworn Eldritch, which was Eldritch, but it was running Lila, Lumina, and Raiden. Very cool concept. I I haven't seen anybody do it, but it makes sense when you think about it, because realistically what they're going to do is they're going to rely on the Lightsworn engine to mill all their Eldritch tribes and get their engine online. But then you can also use, so then, like, let's say your opponent activates, I don't know, Royal Decree, or uh, or something like that. You can just normal summon the, Ly the uh, Lila, activate her effect to pop it. Yeah, gives very you cool. out, it gives you outs to other to back row to yes know, anti back row back row. Uh, then it was layer control. I don't know how the deck works. All I know is it revolves around layer of darkness. Uh, and then seventh place was sword solar flunderies. Couldn't figure out which one. Yeah, so like whichever one got second, the, the other, other one. one got seventh. Eighth place was tribegate lyrilisk with Icarus attack. Oh, that's so funny. I love Which it. Is, but can you imagine your can you imagine your opponent thinks they stopped you and you have Lyrilisk on board and you pass your turn and then you just Icarus attack them? Amazing. Tribute it off. Yes. So next we have a Tables and Towers. This is a Burst of Destiny case tournament. So the top 16. Well, finally, this is the last one I was able to get. We we do have today's LCS also. We are going to talk about that. Wonderful. Okay, so. We have the Tables and Towers Burst of Destiny case tournament. So the top 16 consists of five Sword Soul, three Fluanderies, two Tri Brigade, two Virtual World, one Sky Striker, one Evil Twin, one Cyber Dragon, and one Hero. The top eight in order number one, Virtual World, number two, Sky Striker, 
this, running Alpha, the Master of Beasts, in the main. This makes a lot of sense when you think about it because it's like Sky Striker. A lot of people, I'm not saying this is the correct way to play it right now, but a lot of people want to play it as like a going second control strategy. Uh, and it is a control strategy. There's no denying that. But a lot of people want to play it as like a going second board breaker. And it's very cool. The third is Virtual World. This one's running Dark Ruler No More and Chalices in the main, which which is cool. Honestly, it might just be correct these days. Um, four is Evil Twins. Five is Sword Soul. So this is the Tanya build, but they're also running Ecclesia, which is different. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see that deck list because I didn't pick up pick up these Ecclesias for nothing. It's on uh, Imkul's channel. Okay. Six is Cyber Dragon. Seven is Fluanderies, and eight is Lyralisk Tribrigade. Wow, the top eight is literally seven different decks. But also keep in mind that only one of the five Sword Soul made it to top eight. One of the five. I mean, that's crazy. Four of them didn't make it. That's crazy. All right, so. That is it for all of those tournaments. And then today, which as of recording, this is Sunday the... What's today's date? Oh, it is... The 21st. Yeah, 21st. All right, so this is Sunday the 21st. We had the LCS today, which is the Luxury Championship Series. It is a dueling book tournament. It is played in advanced format. It's really cool, I guess. Um, it's very popular. There's this free entry, and there was like three or four cases, and it was all not sponsored or set up by but uh pack was like a like a big part of it um i think he huge did huge part of it yeah i think he did uh commentary and stuff so number one we have lira less got f- uh this is after swiss yeah after swiss is is this okay so okay so just top 16 after if it swiss. says if it says Lyralisk, it is Lyralisk tri brigade it is not pure not yet not without a couple of yeah. the cards so number one, uh, I'm just gonna say bird up. Yeah, uh, bird up or Lyralis Tribrigade. Two invoked. Three, which this is like invoked Dogma Doll. Invoke Shadal Dogmatica. Blah blah. With blah. a DPE package specifically. Three, Machina. Uh, which do they? Does it mean a MAT? <clears throat> I cool. think it was more like a Machina control deck. Ooh. Yeah. Four <clears throat> invoked. Five invoked Shadal. Six Pendulum. This is Triff. Seven, Lyralisk. Eight, Lyralisk. Nine, <clears throat> Dragonlink. Ah, I can't get rid of it. It's like it's like a disease. Ten, Invoked. Eleven, Scrap Orchest. This is just literally just machine pile. Twelve, <laughs> Sword Soul. Thirteen, PK. Fourteen, Adamancipator. Fifteen, Tribrigade Melfi. Oh, God, yes. And sixteen, Eldlich. I'm just going to say, of these, all of those Invoked lists... As well as the, I want to say the the PK list, and maybe one of the Sword Soul lists, are all running the DPE package. Not a single Dragoon in Top 16. Lord. Oh, in 17th place, we do know this because I was watching the subathon, was MBT. His first round opponent was a no-show. Oh, no. And so, because of that, his tiebreakers sucked, and he bubbled out literally just bubbled out, out if he's at 17th jesus yeah it's that's pretty rough so okay that's the top 16 from the lcs i know first place was tri brigade Lyralusk. yeah burn. and yes this deck is so good i know right and this the invoke dogma doll deck with running the dpe package is insane so good 
So, um, there actually is one more regional that I want to talk about. This regional took place at the last weekend, the 14th. Mm-hmm. So this was the regional from the Netherlands that Tatsum, he compiled all the information for oh, this. Okay. Um, he has an amazing breakdown for this regional. Um, he talks about the complete breakdowns of all of the decks, the percentages, as well as the breakdowns for um, the top the top cut. And even some of the little trends within deck building, awesome deck, awesome breakdown and meta analysis. Um, we we'll put a link to this in the description below because Tatsum is awesome. To be completely honest, and you should already be following Tatsum. So, um, so we have the full breakdown here. Twelve point three percent is Sword Soul. Ten point eight percent is Phantom Knights. Ten point eight percent Eldritch. Nine point two percent Tri Brigade Lyralusk. 7.7% Virtual World, 6.2% Drytron, 4.6% Altergeist, 4.6% Invoke Dogma Doll, um, 3.1% Salamangrate, 3.1% Tri Brigade, no Lairlesk, 3.1% Fluanderies, and 24.6% Other. So this is going to represent your total overall field. This is every deck at the event. Top 16 consisted of, if I'm reading this correctly, Two, wait, let me make sure that, yeah, okay. Two Tri-Brigade Lyralisk, two Invoke Dogma Doll, one Madolce, one Sword Soul, one Virtual World, one Drytron, one Altergeist, one Numeron OTK, one Salamangrate, one Tri-Brigade, one Fluwanderese, one Dinosaur, one Zodiac, and one Phantom Knight. Wow. This is maybe the most diverse format we've had in a long time, uh, whether you like it or not. <laughs> so um some really interesting information um the most popular hand traps main deck were uh most popular was infinite impermanence followed by ash blossom and joy spring followed by Cyframe gear gamma after that it was nibiru and droll interesting and in the side deck, the most popular hand traps were Lancia and Droll, uh, followed by Nibiru and Red Reboot. Ooh. So, yeah. Definitely some fascinating information in there. <laughs> yes. Uh, as far as utility spells and traps, the most most uh, common main deck one was Pot of Desires. Um, next was Called by the... Or no, next was Triple Tactics Talent, then Pot of Prosperity... Then a tie of Crossout Designator and Called By. And then you have uh, a little bit of Twin Twisters and a little bit of Imperial Order. I mean, with the Crossout Designators and Called By, it's probably because everyone who's running one was also running the other. Yeah. So, and then both. the most popular side deck options were Twin Twisters and Imperial Order. It wasn't like a ton of side decks. So, um, as far as board breakers, uh, the main ones you're looking at are... Forbidden Droplet was pretty popular in the main deck, but really the most popular ones in the side deck were Lightning Storm and Dark Ruler No More. Ooh. So, and then as far as extra deck cards, the most popular ones were Divine Arsenal, AA Zeus, Sky Thunder, and then Almirage, Appaloosa was very popular, Abyss Dweller, Utopic Draco Future, Red Eyes Dark Dragoon, and Access Code Talker were all actually run at the same 
number and so, then it's like a four-way tie yes and then uh destroy phoenix enforcer was the last but this was last weekend this weekend i think if you did that number destroy phoenix enforcer would be like a lot higher probably up there with zeus yeah probably yeah yeah, 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 like probably that's probably the only card that's that's run more than it is probably exactly Zeus. Yeah, and that's a maybe. Yeah. Whew. Wow, that was an information-packed episode. Yep, that Ooh. one is one that everybody should listen to. Like I, I don't know, it's six, seven times to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. Got to make sure you absorb all this information. Right. Not we're not trying to pat our numbers or anything. I swear. <laughs> So the last thing to do is the podcast question of the day. So to, uh, last week's podcast or last last episode's podcast question of the day was, do you remember your first Yu-Gi-Oh tournament ever? How did it go? Do you have any funny or interesting stories that stick out? Uh, we got some pretty cool replies. Uh, so first we're going to do from the Discord server. So we got some awesome stories here. Um we had somebody talking about playing armed dragons and black flame dragon. And they somehow like got top three with that. Um, here's one that was, uh, brought a magician structure deck to the, to a jump, like a SJC. Oh boy. And they got destroyed by six Sam's perfect circle monarchs and diamond dude turbo. Of course, but they had fun. And that's the most important thing. Uh, here's one. My first one was I was played Dark Worlds at a locals that's no longer there called Packards. I was in the ninth grade and it was around 2010. My buddy and I had a great time, dude. Hey, I it's feel de- that. Hey, man, it's a decent deck to. At 2010, it was good. Yeah. Oh man, I feel that. Uh, I think I was in eighth grade, played Age Agent Fairies and almost top, but lost game three of my final round in Swiss and missed out on top eight. Agent Fairies were good back in the gap. Mm-hmm. My first tourney was in a local card store in the days when Gladiator Beast and Lightshorns were the best decks at the time. 2009? Eight? Ish. Nine? I remember going in with my poor kitty build of Ancient Gear Gadgets. I obviously didn't perform well, but a person saw me and saw that I wasn't doing well, came up to me and decided to upgrade my deck without hesitation, gave me a, gave me a Machina Ancient Gear build that teched in magical hats to abuse Gear Town's effect. And then oh, gave me wonderful. the idea to abuse Ultimate Offering with my gadgets because it wasn't banned yet. With that person help, help being me, it made me perform better and also made me enjoy Yu-Gi-Oh! to this day. That's awesome. Uh, my first actual tournament was only two months ago, maybe three now. My history was all playground Yu-Gi-Oh! middle school. I played pure sub-terror, went one and three. Beat Madolce. Final battle is a ridiculous card. That was Farah. Did he beat you? I don't think so. I don't, rem- I don't remember Final Battle ever getting flipped on me. It's the field spell. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember oh, it ever okay. being activated. Uh, no, wait, that's Hidden City. Final Battle's a trap. Okay. Okay, I don't remember it ever being flipped. Yeah. Uh, 2019 in, in a c- locals in a city I went to college in. I was on a budget salad special and I hand trapped a PK fire player to death because Valor isn't once per turn. Uh, I strike the pen summon, then got clapped in the mirror by Super Poly and Burl Sword and got enra- engaged on by Striker. It was a good time. I'm still friends with the people I got back into the game with. Here's one. The first and only organized tournament, quote unquote, uh, because there's only six or eight of us. 
I went to was almost 20 years ago at my local card store in a small town around when Star Trek, Yugi, and Kaiba came out. I don't remember what much since I was in primary school, but I do remember pointing out to an older kid that was sitting next to me that we both had this one of the same cards in our hands. And I very clearly remember him just looking at me and then looking back at his game. I don't remember how well I did in the event, but I haven't really played since then. I only got back into the game a few weeks ago. Wow. That's awesome. Nice. You know, God, it's you love to hear stories like that. Yeah, I I really I really, really, really love to hear when we have people that are like really new to the game, um, listening to the podcast and you know talking to us. Uh, uh, so let's let's go ahead and jump on over to the Twitter account. So the replies on Twitter are a little bit shorter. There's character limits here. So yeah, uh, Beast Down Exodia with Manticore, painful choice, safe return combo for Exodia Win Con. I was 12. This was like 02 or 03. Got second place in my first ever locals, and my mom and dad didn't believe me. <laughs> Uh, I played a Joey starter deck with a few extra cards like Black Skull Dragon. I learned what Yadagarasu was for the first time and had a nightmare of a murder of them pecking me the same night. Haven't we all had that one? I was 14 years old, regional at King's Games in Brooklyn, playing a mishmash 40 pile of random spellcasters and warriors. I thought I was going to win it all. Little did I know how wrong I was. Dude, I'm just telling you, you did better than me. My first one was a 40-pile mishmash, or a 60-card pile mishmash of warrior spellcasters and polymerizations. My goal was to hard draw that th- that three of polymerization in a 60-card deck yep. with the materials. And this was like 2010. This was like not like 2004. No, not even 2010. <laughs> it was like 09. Yeah. First ever tournament for me was YCS Atlanta 2019. Oh, man. Went undefeated the first four matches with Thunder Dragons, and we were the feature match for round five. Lost that round and all our games after that. But overall, it was a really great experience, and I can't wait to do it again. That's awesome. First tournament ever. YCS. Go in 3v3 with your buddies. Go undefeated through four rounds. Vibing. Killing it. Proceed to lose every match for the rest of the day, including your feature match. That's tough. <laughs> That's a boohoo times two. Rough, buddy. <laughs> this one's awesome. So this is Joe Giorlando, uh at Yu-Gi-Oh underscore history on Twitter. A spectacular uh, content creator. He is actually one of, if not my favorite content creator in the space right now. He does awesome historical deck profiles and I'm just, the community is better because of it. Now, I know the name of my first opponent. He helped me after my match by telling me to take the 2400-2000 two-tribute elephant out of my deck. He suggested I try a more focused theme. Hey, elephants are cool, man. And you gotta start somewhere. Yeah. 2002 or 2003, I was eight and go with my cousins to a local tournament. First game, my opponent drew all pieces of Exodia to open up, and and I thought I witnessed history. Needless to say, I had a blast... And would learn that people cheat to win in life. Yu-Gi-Oh! gives us life lessons. That's true. Uh, right in the heart of Chaos, Emperor, Dragon, and Yada Lock. I had to have been 13 at the time. I was not prepared for the absolute butt-kicking. I learned the power of Breaker, Reflect Bounder, Amazon Swordswoman. It was a soul-crushing event, but it hooked me and my competitive drive. I respect that. I played at like 8 or 9 years old at a flea market and got first place and my friend's older brother was mad. Ooh, always fun. 2003, got fourth place with a fire beatdown deck around, uh, built around Darkfire Soldier 1 and 2 and Molten Destruction. I still have the deck. That's cool. I'm looking for the deck profile in the comments. 
I must have been 10 or 12, give or take. All I remember was Priya Rada Bazu was an absolute menace, and I accidentally took home someone's parasite parasite. Dude. Whoops. You shuffle that thing into your deck, it could be anywhere. Uh, I was 13 in 2014 format. New challengers just dropped, and I bought budget light sworn. I brought budget light sworn rulers to locals. Around one, my opponent summoned Herald of Ultimateness through advanced virtual art, and he had multiple fairies in hand. Still went 2 2 for the first time, was super happy about it. It's way better than I did. Yeah. Uh, it was an online tourney. I lost round one against MBT on Weather Painters. Hey, he do be painting the weather. <laughs> I, when the weather is painted. I was probably 10 years old, so I do not remember. Fair. My first Yu-Gi-Oh tournament was, from what I can piece together, right after Teledad format because I played against both Glad Beasts and Lightsworn. Came in with a 200-card deck, sleeved in worn-down penny sleeves. <laughs> Definitely had three Great Sphinxes in the pile. You know what? We all started somewhere. Back in 2007, I went to my first tournament. I was nine, and I was playing an Elemental Hero deck, I believe. I got bodied by everyone, but everyone was really nice. I was using cheap sleeves, and this really nice player bought me some nicer sleeves that he uses and was super kind. That's awesome. Take, I love hearing stories like that. We take those. We take those. I had someone hard summon an Ultimate Falcon on me. <clears throat> we lose those. <laughs> I was 15. I came with one agent structure deck with some cards added. My deck was composed with Bandai cards and for sure more than 40 cards. Some deck, some player helped me improve the deck and it was very fun. I remember my first tournament. They deck, they checked my deck and had to remove 20 fake cards. And then I had to use a makeshift deck. Makeshift. Makeshift. That word, makeshift deck with all the real cards I had. One memory I had was summoning Beta the Magnet Warrior and using Shield and Sword uh, to like swap attacks for to attack an opponent's DD Warrior Lady, essentially weakening his own monster and strengthening the opponent's and wasting the guard. I ended up coming last, but I had a lot of fun, and my mom gave me $20 to buy some cool cards, including a structured deck kind of a first blue eyes for $10. Ooh, nice. Very nice. That's the superior artwork. Wow. I know that was a lot of stories, and that's a, like, we spent, like, t- ten minutes on it already, which is, like, way more than we normally spend, but... These are all nice stories. Yeah, I I just... We were getting... Some of the stories we were getting and the replies, I just... I was like, dude, these are awesome. I just... I love hearing people's memories like this, and I love hearing about this, and I just had to. So... It gives you the warm fuzzies. Absolutely. Whew. With that... The actual new question of the day right so this is today's podcast question of the day if you want to answer and get your story or whatever your answer whatever you want to put if you want to get it read be sure to answer it either on our twitter at top cut podcast or on our discord server which you will find if you go to our twitter page uh our pinned post is a link to our discord server so what is your favorite set of all time this could be a core set this could be a side set this could be a reprint set you want to tell me hidden arsenal is your set of favorite set for some reason that's fine go for it go for it i won't believe you but you can tell me that i mean whatever I mean, if somebody's favorite card is like trishal or cataster then they should be happy with hidden arsenal i mean with with the uh, the dual terminals. dual terminals not hidden arsenal hidden arsenals <laughs> boo boo anyway mine i'm just gonna say it's kind of weird. I have like two. My favorite from when we played the game back in the gap was Return of the Duelist because this was the introduction 
of the Geargea archetype. So I was a big fan of Geargeas. Geargea Armor, Geargea Accelerator, which was broken. Geargeegan X, all released in Return of the Duelist. As well as, you also had, um, oh, what's it called? Um, some of the Medolches, a lot of Medolches were introduced here. Yeah, this is where we got uh, Pudding Cess. Uh, this is where we got Magellan. Um, the only main parts of the deck we didn't get at that point we didn't have queen yet we didn't have ticket yet and we didn't have messenger lotto yet right three very important parts <clears throat> what this also introduced was the spell books so spellbook magician of prophecy high priestess of prophecy temperance of prophecy as well as all the spellbook cards uh then you also had um grand soil the elemental lord now banned uh you had soul of silver mountain which was a usable rank three back in the day mm-hmm. Fairy King Alberdurch. Uh, Alv- Alver- Alverberdich. Alverdich. I we, could never say it. Listen, back in back in the day, I actually ran a deck that could pull, that could run, that can make it. I never said it the same way twice. The Fairy King, yeah. You just say the Fairy King, like, like you do. Uh, for a while there, I called him Fairy King. Uh, blah blah blah. Pretty much. And people went, ah, yeah, Fairy King. Blah blah blah. I know that guy. Um. <clears throat> And then you also have all of these, all the spell with spell secrets, spell with power, life, wisdom, whatever. One of the most powerful archetypes in Yu-Gi-Oh's history. Uh, that deck would have been tier zero if Dragon Ruler hadn't existed. Literally, if exactly Dragon Ruler hadn't existed. Yeah, and uh, Dragon Rule would have been tier zero if uh, exactly Spellbook of Judgment hadn't existed, which yeah. that card's not out yet, but anyway. Yeah. What about you? Uh, for me, it was, it's actually the neck the set came out after that, Abyss Rising. Because mm-hmm. that's where we got Abyss Dweller, one of the best rank fours in the game to right. this day. Yes. But it's also where we got introduced to Ticket Queen, arguably one of the most powerful rank four exceeds in the game. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, ar- again, it's arguably. Yes. Um, If you discount making it, it is easily. Yeah. Um, you just got to make the damn thing. Um, This is where we got Missing Gelato. This is where Medolce became OTK the deck. More or less, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because no, like with just literally Mewfuel, Magellan, you could OTK pretty easily. Right, right. It, it was ridiculous. Um, you could also make Soul of Silver Mountain and just say, hey, that, that back row, can't use it. Why? Because I said so. Because I said so, that's why. Right. Because forget you and your back row. Forget it. Whatever. Um, you know, and you know, you could run Grand Soil because you could very easily manipulate. All your graveyard. Yeah, and, your graveyard was really easy to drop him. Um, later you could run Redox. Absolutely. For the exact same reason. <clears throat> it, yeah. Oh, I mean, overall, Bis- uh, Bis Rising was... It's also the set I got the most of, um, on accident. J- just because f- for a while, that's all they gave it. That's all they gave out at tournaments. Yes. <clears throat> for, like, entry and stuff was just Abyss Rising. Well, this is the set that we probably played the most competitive Yu-Gi-Oh! during. That, too. So, this is what we got most of at locals. Yeah. And, like, we went to regionals and stuff. Yeah. So, um, that's my old set answer was Return of the Duels. Honestly, I have, like, a whole different answer since we came back into the game, which is Phantom Rage. I love the Tri-Brigade strategy. I <clears throat> really do. It might be my favorite deck I've ever played. I really like Tri Brigades, um, and that's when they were introduced. And Phantom Rage was a crazy set, including Zeus and Alpha Master Beast. It also introduced the entire Tri Brigade archetype and the entire Virtual World archetype. Hmm. So, but that's just me. I yeah. I know I'm probably weird for having two like that. But when you play the game like in 
with a seven year gap in the middle. It's like two different yeah. eras. Oh, yeah. it, it's almost it's almost two completely different games. It basically is. But like with similar mechanics to a game that you played when you were younger. I mean, like barely. Barely. It's got. Hey, it still has the normal summon. I mean, technically, yeah. And we both start with eight thousand life points. And you start with five cards in your hand. Although at this now you don't draw one anymore. But when we quit, you still drew one. So. Yeah. But they were. But they had already announced that they were going to change that. They had already announced that, that they is were true. They that. did definitely actually already announce that they were changing that. <laughs> yeah. So. Actually, I think the regional that happened immediately after was when they were immediately after we quit was when they stopped doing it. Was it was when they started doing the next master roll when they drew pendulums. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. So it was literally the next regional after we quit. <laughs> yeah, eh, that's about right. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap us up, everybody. I know it's a bit longer episode than usual, but we, we had a lot. We we were catching back up on a lot of information. Uh, yeah, and we spent a lot of time on the podcast question. But yeah, thank you everybody for listening. As usual, please be sure to check us out on Twitter at Top Cut Podcast. Check out ETB Games. Their link will be in the description. Thank you so much for sponsoring us. Check out Team Dark Arm Dealings. Their link will also be in the description. Check out check out our Discord which you can find an invite link to on our Twitter. And if that link doesn't work, please DM us and I'll send it to you. Please be sure to check out our Patreon if you haven't already. We have tiers as low as $1. It costs very little to support the podcast, and we appreciate everyone who supports. And just for the $1 tier, you get your name read off in the podcast intro. I think that'll wrap us up. If you're on Spotify, please be sure to follow us on Spotify for our regular updates every Tuesday and every Friday when we post our episode, even on holidays. We're just that committed. So please be sure to go ahead and follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Apple iTunes. If you're following us there, please be sure to leave us a review and a rating. It absolutely helps us get found when people search for us you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast on spot on Spotify and Apple iTunes. It helps us get found easier and it helps people see who we are. So thank you everybody for listening and have a wonderful rest of your Thanksgiving holiday. Take care, everyone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter. A health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.